Welcome to Hands-On Health, the podcast all about living your healthiest life on the coast. I'm your host, Felicia Struvey. In this episode, I'm joined by occupational therapist Holly Slabbert. We're talking about your lymphatic system and how important it is to keep it working well. So if you've ever woken up looking puffy or felt swollen, check it out. Like me, you may just be putting a trampoline on your Christmas list. Hi, Holly. Welcome. Hi. So can you tell us about yourself and what you do at CMH? Yeah, so I am an occupational therapist, and a lot of people think that that just means physical therapist, but we are a little bit different. Um, And we kind of look at the everyday things that people do and what barriers there might be to that. So we believe that like an occupation is whatever is important to you that occupies your time. Um, So I work with little kiddos from really, really little to month old, all the way up to teenagers. And then I'll work with elderly population. Um, And then one of the specialties that I work with is lymphedema. Well, I'm going to call you out before we dive into what lymphedema is. I'm going to call you out because your accent doesn't do it. (laughs) Um, So you are originally from South Africa. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure that occasionally comes up with your patients. Are are they fascinated by your background? That definitely, especially because I don't always sound like it, right? So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I was born and raised in South Africa. And then when I was just kind of getting into the teenage years, we came to America. And then I went through schooling in America. And then I decided for my to get my occupational therapy license, I would go to England. So I went and studied in England. Oh, so you've been all around. Yeah. Great. Well, uh, why don't we get into our topic for the day? What is lymphedema and and how common is this condition? So lymphedema, I think it's a lot more common than any of us think it is. I think we see it, especially in hospitals, a lot more than we think we do as well. Um, But it's technically it's a damage to the lymphatic system. And it's something that's not widely covered in medical schools. It's really only been a treatment in America since about the 90s. Um, And it wasn't really until the 1800s that we actually understood what the anatomy of the lymphatic system was. I mean, they accidentally, they were trying to look at the venous system and they put some dye into the body and they're like, whoa, wait, (laughs) what is the system that we just found? So... Um, It's definitely not something that we know a lot about, but it's just technically swelling because the lymphatic system has been damaged. You've used the word lymphatic system a couple times, and I know that wasn't covered when we did anatomy in school. Mm -hmm. Um, What does the lymphatic system do for us? Yeah, so the lymphatic system is, it's kind of like this invisible system. We don't really think about it unless something happens to it. And then we get really worried about it. So it's kind of funny that we don't ever learn about it. But it's really kind of a specialized area. And if something goes wrong in this really small system in our body, it's made up of these really tiny walls that pull the fluid through the lymphatic vessels. um, And then they go into the nodes. And then I call those nodes like the little scientists. And the nodes look at the fluid and they decide if there's something good or bad in the lymph node, 
and then they decide where to filter that lymph through the body. Lymph is just another fancy word for clear fluid, but there is some really important stuff in that clear fluid. So there's uh, white blood cells and T cells and like toxins and waste. So there's good and bad inside there. And you'll probably see lymph fluid like if you scrape yourself and you'll have like the red blood, of course, but sometimes you'll see like a clear fluid and that would be your lymph fluid. So we've probably seen lymph fluid and not even known what it is, right? Um, so unlike the, the circulatory, like the blood in our system, which uses the heart, the lymph fluid uses muscle to pump itself. When either of the lymph vessels or nodes have damage to them, then we get a big problem and then we can get swelling. So that's kind of where lymphedema comes from is just a damage to either the vessels or the lymph nodes. Anything in that system that just throws it off, now we can get a pooling of that fluid. And because we know that fluid has good and bad stuff in it, we know we don't want it to just sit somewhere. It's when it can be something that becomes problematic. So is it fair to say that the lymphatic system is like if we were a city, it's mm -hmm. our water and sewer system combined. And if there's a blockage in there, we've got a problem. Yeah, I think that's a great way to think of it. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So you mentioned swelling as one sign of lymphedema. Is that the key symptom? Yeah. So it's really difficult with lymphedema. There isn't a real clinical specific way to look at it. So it can, it's really tough to even, I mean, I'll get patients come in and say, I think I have it, you know, and it, it can be really difficult to really say, yes, you have it or don't, especially in the really early stages. It can be really subtle and some people will just kind of say, oh, I just kind of feel some fluid hanging out here or, or my arm just feels heavier than the other one. And then some people will actually see it. So especially if they're really in tune to their bodies, they'll notice like this looks a little bit more swollen than the other. And then you get the more extreme cases. So sometimes um, we'll see a, a lot of people in the elderly population with really significant large legs that are just really, really heavy. And that is lymphedema. Um, and that's one of the ones that I think we commonly don't think of as lymphedema. But that is the fluid is not being pumped out. So there's no real way to know exactly if we have it or not. Um, and there's no diagnostics. Um, it's really just like we measure, we look at if it's a bit bigger, but I always go on how people feel. Does it feel heavy? Does it feel warm? Do you just kind of have this overall feeling of like, is it really full? Like my, my limb just feels full. Like it just hmm. weird. People just go, I don't know. It just feels like full, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so so in my pregnancies, I developed nice fat ankles and feet. Is that lymphedema? It could be. Absolutely. I mean, it's probably not an exactly a damage to the system, but maybe an overuse of the system, right? So an mm -hmm. excess fluid. Um, so that could be signs that your lymphatic system is just under too much pressure. So you probably haven't developed the, the chronic lymphedema but you are experiencing an excess load on your lymphatic system. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So I've also heard about lymphedema in relation to cancer patients. Mm -hmm. Is that common with people who've had cancer treatment? Absolutely. So uh, the statistics are kind of changing. Some people will say a third. 
Um, but I've seen recent research that says almost 40 to 50% of especially breast cancer patients will get lymphedema. So I think it's really important, even if it's really, really early stages, it's important to kind of catch it as early as possible. So it's definitely important to look at your swelling and keep an eye on how you're feeling after you've had breast cancer, surgery, lumpectomy, mastectomy, or even just the radiation and chemotherapy can damage the nodes and the vessels and can cause the lymphedema. Obviously, lymphedema can become quite uncomfortable uh, with a lot of swelling. Mm-hmm. Are there long-term impacts to having a damaged lymphatic system? Absolutely. Uh, the main thing that can be a problem is that it can progress. And the early stages, you don't really see swelling. Stage one is when you see actual visible swelling. And then three and four is when it becomes even more damaging then we actually see, and and if you Google lymphedema, you're probably gonna see pictures of stage three and four, where things are starting to look a little misshapen. It doesn't even really look like an arm or a leg anymore, Um, but you can get also get lymphedema all over, right? So you can get it in your neck, you can get it in your abdomen, as well as your leg or arm. It does become a chronic, incurable, permanent Mm. problem. Whenever people come in, I just say, it's good for you to realize that this can become something for the rest of your life that you now need to manage just like any other chronic illness. It doesn't mean that you have a life sentence, but it does mean that it's something you want to keep an eye on for the rest of your life. So how do you treat it? How do you manage it? There's four different stages to it. Um, When we first come in and, and talk to people about treating lymphedema, we'll teach them about four different areas. We talk about how there's no cure for it at this time and that we're going to be managing it. And then we talk about the gold standard treatments and there's different areas. So education about what your lymphatic system is and where your lymph nodes are and where the vessels are and why that's important is then the next part. So we we teach about something kind of fancy called manual lymphatic drainage, which is a technique that You move the fluid through the body from external because the internal is not doing it anymore. Then the next thing we teach about are different compression options. And for me, that's really been the most interesting one, especially for people at home, because I think compression, we always think of like those really difficult stockings that we try to get on, right? And then we've got with arthritis that now have to try and pull these really tight stockings on. And it's like, an absolute nightmare. You know, it's really difficult. But when we get into compression, there's lots of different options out there that aren't just pulling on a really difficult sock. Now, they're all still difficult because we have to get some compression, but there are other options where things called like ferro wraps or um, sleeves that are a bit easier to get on, different tools that you can help to get them on. So Compression is a really important one because there's so many different options out there that I don't think we're aware of in normal day-to-day life. Um, And then the other areas are taking really good care of your skin and your nails because now that you're having more fluid, it's harder for your skin to maintain itself. 
So you really need to be careful and take care of your skin externally because internally it's harder for your skin to take care of itself. So keeping it moisturized and making sure you don't have cuts and scrapes because they're much harder to heal, things like that. And then we also go into exercises and that's more like range of motion exercises so that we do some compression at the lymph nodes and vessels. Again, trying to move that fluid through the body. So those are the main areas that we talk about when people come in about lymphedema. And I know that when I first started, it seemed like such a mysterious world. And I think a lot of times people will come in and be really nervous because what are we going to do? Like, I don't even know what this is. Never mind. What are you going to do to me? You know, I think a lot of people are nervous that it's going to be painful and that we're going to hurt them because they've already been through so much, especially cancer patients or people with chronic leg swelling that haven't been able to walk for a long time, you know, and then I'm like, all right, we're going to do exercises, you know, and they're like, are you kidding? But all of this is about learning how to do it on your own. So it's really giving you tools to help yourself in the long term and try and get that swelling down. So I think it's a little bit scary because it's so unknown, but these areas that we teach you are, are kind of just everyday things that we can manage and do. So it's not as scary as I think it, it, it sounds. Well, do you see improvement for people who come in and do the exercises and do all the self-care? Are they seeing reduced swelling and better quality of life? Absolutely, and what we do is we measure right? So we have to keep track of the measurements. And if we don't see them coming down, that's when we need to try something like more aggressive, maybe like a little bit tighter wrappings, or we we need to do the drainage more often. So if we don't see the numbers changing, then we have to adjust what we're doing. But most of all, I just say, do you feel better? Do you feel like you have more movement? Do you feel like you can walk around better? Then we know that it's working. So when I first started, I thought, whoa, this stuff is a bit weird. Like, is this really working? And I've seen some awesome, awesome results that keep me doing it for sure. Um, so I tell people at first, like some of these techniques seem a bit strange, like what are we doing here? Um, but I've, I fully believe in it and I've seen it work and it's proven and researched and they're old techniques as well. Like these are coming to us from, you know, European countries where they've been researching it for a long time. So they really do work. I have seen them. Hey there, it's Felicia. Thanks for listening. I'd love to include your questions or comments in an upcoming episode. To leave me a message, please call 503-338-4654. If you've got a health question, I'll do my best to get you an expert answer. Again, that number is 503-338-4654. Now let's get back to our guest. Well, what about folks who don't currently have lymphedema? Are there things that you can do to prevent it becoming a problem? Yeah, definitely. And I think we should all really be taking care of our lymphatic system more, especially because we don't even know that it exists, right? But I think we've all kind of woken up after maybe a long week and our face is a bit more puffy and we just kind of feel a bit heavier or like we're retaining more fluid. You know, that could be our lymphatic system telling us, give me a break, right? 
give me some help here. Give me some movement. Give me some assistance with my lymphatic system that we don't even know about, you know? So what can we be doing for ourselves? It's really like a self-care moment. It's really about stopping and checking in and seeing that your body is a bit more swollen. Why is it more swollen? What have I been eating? What have I not been drinking? So checking how much salt you have in your system is going to be helpful. Also keeping yourself hydrated, even though that seems like more water is really what I'm doing, but absolutely like keep yourself hydrated. And if you're feeling a bit more swollen, don't wear tighter clothing. Again, we do that, right? We get comfy in our sweats when we're feeling a bit more swollen. Um, but yeah, definitely don't make it tighter. Don't put more pressure on certain areas of your body that now have more swelling, right? Because that system is already overworked and we don't want to stop the movement. And keep your limbs that might be feeling more swollen elevated, but exercise. And now again, I don't mean we have to go out and run a mile for our lymphatic system to be happy. There's some really cool evidence about, um, and I've recently started doing this since learning about it, is just having like a little personal trampoline. And all you have to do is some bouncing on the trampoline and that pressure that it makes in our body moves the lymphatic system. And because we know that the lymphatic system moves with muscles, then we know that we just want to kind of make some muscle contractions. So even just doing some arm movements, some leg movements, you know, um, but the really cool one is the bouncing on a little trampoline and just the kind of, you can just hang on to the side of a countertop and do some bounces. It doesn't have to be high impact, which is great for if we've got arthritis and we don't want to hurt our joints. So um, that's a great one. But also swimming is a great one. And I know that's difficult right now because we don't have a lot of access to pools. But getting in the water makes another pump system for our body. Um, so that's another great way to kind of get the lymphatic fluid with moving through our body. So those are the exercises uh, that we can get at home that can kind of move our lymphatic system. And then I've seen a lot of great stuff online about massage that you can do, like on your face if you're feeling really swollen. Um, not all of them are totally right because <laughs> Googling always give us the best information. But if we find out where our lymph nodes are and we move the fluid lightly towards our lymph nodes, that's another way. It really does move that fluid. If we lightly, lightly, lightly move the fluid towards the lymph nodes, uh, we can get that fluid out of our face as well. So that's a little, a beauty trend that I've seen going on that absolutely could work, but it's really about pressure. So if we're applying too much pressure, we're just doing like a nice mm. massage, right? If we move really, really lightly over the skin, then we can move fluid because fluid the lymphatic system is, is really superficial, close to the skin. So first of all, what I heard there is that I need to put a trampoline on my on my wish list, right? And maybe a hot tub, so some deep water. Um, but can you tell us how you find your lymph nodes? I always tell people, you're just a snowflake underneath. Everyone is completely different where exactly our lymph nodes are. So um, when I show people where the lymph nodes are, I say, this is the area where they could be, right? But we don't actually know where they are or how many, mm -hmm. right? So I'll have people come in 
after getting surgery, um, like a lumpectomy or mastectomy, and they said, I had like 20 lymph nodes removed, and they're having very minimal um, lymphedema. And then I'll have someone come in, got a lumpectomy, maybe two lymph nodes, and they're having severe swelling. So it really is so individual where our lymph nodes are and, and how they're working and how much work they are putting themselves through. Um, but there are certain areas where we know lymph nodes are. So we know that there's a huge amount in our neck and underneath our jawline. And then we know that there's a huge accumulation in our gut. And we know that there's large accumulations in our armpits, large accumulations in our joints, and large accumulations in our hips as well. So kind of in our elbows, knees, those are the areas where our lymph nodes are hanging out the most. So that's where the largest accumulations are. I guess that's why when you go into the doctors when you're sick, they're feeling around under your jaw. Mm -hmm. Why it hurts. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We can't really feel our lymph nodes unless they're swollen. And then we know that there's a problem, mm -hmm. right? definitely get like one lymph node that always gets swollen in my jaw and then I know oh dear but to know the areas that they're in is pretty powerful I think because then we know where we want to move the fluid mm -hmm. to and light touch that was the key with any sort of swelling Absolutely. management mm -hmm. good mm -hmm. well thank you for joining me today this has been fascinating yeah I hope it helps people just a little bit just be a little bit more aware of, of what this is, you know, and that there are options out there of things we can do to help with it. It's not a lost cause. Well, what's one piece of advice that you would give somebody who is perhaps concerned about some swelling and wonders what next? I would say one of the best things to do is go to your primary care doctor and say, look, I have this feeling of heaviness. It won't go away. It's been there a long time. Um, and I just don't know what to do about it. And your primary care doctor can always refer you on to a lymphedema specialist, someone that can look at it and work with you on it. Just know that you have a lymphatic system. It's in there and there's things you can do for it, right? And they don't have to be that painful or invasive and you can tailor them to however you want to cope with them. Yeah, I, 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 I'm thinking that trampoline <laughs> nice nice i really love it i really enjoyed it and i really think it helps well and it's fun i mean it just takes you back to being a kid absolutely i really enjoyed it i'm like oh wait this is and i got a good cardio out of it too and i was like oh wait fun cardio what's going on here <laughs> yeah. well holly thank you again and i hope we'll have you on again absolutely i'd be more than happy to and uh, hope everyone just stays healthy through this wild time we're going through. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Felicia Struvi, and this has been an episode of Hands on Health, brought to you by Columbia Memorial Hospital.